Hi peeps, I'm back. I'm healing. Well, I'm not healed. I'm on the path to healing. So, you know, I'm just trying to find my peace and uh, just be okay with everything that's been going on that had gone on. Let me just make that correctly. Um, and yeah, just Right now, I'm, I'm listening to Thames back-to-back all the time. <laughs> and as she rightfully says, I'm fighting to stay on my lane, just trying to find my peace. And uh, Thames is an artist that I've known for a while, but usually, well, mostly on uh, features on other people's songs, other people's music, until I discovered her album the other day, which kind of explains the emotions and whatnot that I've been going through right now. You know, you're, you're trying to get out your mind. You're trying to run away from everything. So, yeah, things are getting better simply because I'm just I'm just fed up with being in a deep, depressive, emotional mood all the time. I'm, I'm fed up being angry. I'm fed up being sad. I, I just want to get over it. And it takes time. It's really a stick in time. But... It's at least it's getting better. At least I'm, I'm moving up. Um, as a psychology student, for anyone in my situation or going through anything, I would strongly advise or advocate for them to get therapy, which is something I would really like to get. But right at this moment, it's a bit out of my price range. Those things are really expensive. And the Psychologists, the one or two of them that I knew that taught me in classes at Cassad, I cannot pay those people. Not that I don't want to pay for their services, but I just simply cannot afford to at this point in time. $450, $500, $650 an hour is not... I mean, it, it's going to benefit me in the long run or anyone, but at this time, it's not going to benefit my pocket. So I have to look for alternative things or, you know, anything else that could probably help. Well, you know, um, I do meditation and that helps a lot. Um, something that I've recently started back is yoga. And I forgot how much I enjoyed yoga. Honest to goodness. I, I just, it's so relaxing and refreshing, even though you can't do the poses too well even though you're sweating like a dog sometimes, even though you're just sitting down there breathing and wondering, well, what the hell, what is this going to do? At the end of each session, I literally do feel lighter, like if a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Whether it's just breathing, whether it's just, you know, doing simple stretches, whether it's a detox session, it really does help uplift my mood. So what I've done... This time around with my yoga sessions is um, I've downloaded some yoga books, proper yoga books and guidelines just to get a, a deeper understanding about what I'm doing, especially the poses, the type of poses that I'm doing, as well as to learn how to do the poses properly so that I won't twist my hand or strain my back like the last time. That wasn't nice. That had me out for a couple of weeks just trying to not move or twist in a way to cause more pain so yeah things are looking good
But you know what? I think something shifted in us. Something beyond just me feeling good. Something in the universe or something has shifted since I've revived my, my yoga practice. I'm really not sure what it is, right? But for the first time in months, I've, I've felt horny again. This might be a little TMI, but who cares? This is the whole reason for the podcast and sharing all these things. Uh, so yes, I have felt horny again and actually, you know, masturbated a few times. Yeah, these, these yoga sessions, like they unblocked all of my chakras and now I'm able to move and feel things that I haven't felt in a while. But like it also unblocked some stuff a little too well because I don't know, men showing up in my DMs all of a sudden. I was never a person to get much men in my DMs, honestly. Usually I would, you know, well, the last few men that I've met were men who I've known from in my past, either through work or through school or, you know, some social something. So it's people that I have known from before, right? And I don't, I don't, it's not that I wasn't interested, but something happened at the time or whatever, and it just didn't happen when it, when I knew them, right? But all of a sudden, these same men, they, they're just showing up out of nowhere. I was like, what the hell? It's like the, the, the yoga sessions um, unblocked something, and when I masturbated, my pheromones probably went out into the world and was calling like, hey, fellas, she honey again. Come, line up. Make a move. Do something. Because I, some of these people I have not spoken to in so long. Like this one guy, right? I would probably say it's about 10 years or maybe more since I haven't spoken to him. Now I've known him. Um, I knew him from his school first. And when I started, when I first started working, his mother used to work at, at the same place, right? So he would come sometimes in the afternoon to pick up his mother, he, you know, stepping by to, to see about his mother or what, whatever the case is. He coming to visit her, right? So I would usually see him at the office. No problem. We had known each other because I think we had like a class or something together. So, you know, you talk, you get to know, we have mutual friends, no problem. But it was never, for him though, it was never a situation where I was interested in him romantically or sexually or anything like that. Not because he's not my type or anything. It's just that it never gets to that point. I never really saw him as that type of person. On top of that, he always had a girlfriend. So much so that he had gotten married to the girlfriend, right? So it's, it's not something that I would have put myself into knowing that he already had his person and all of that for me to, you know, think of, of a situation where we could have been, you know, anything other than just platonic friends. And this homeboy just come into my DMs on Instagram and was like, hey, I'd really like you from a long time, you know. I was like, Really? Okay. I, I don't know what you want me to do with that piece of information at this point in time, but all right, thanks. I cause I I, <laughs> I, cause I didn't know I don't know what you want me to do with that. I was like, 
um, he, he messaged again and he said um, something about, you know, he didn't think that I would have been interested in him. I was like, I wasn't really and truly, and I'm, I'm not interested now because Andrew married. He's like, oh, well, no, I divorced about five years ago. That's not my problem, sir. <laughs> so are you looking for somebody else? No, not not me. I I mm 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 mm. I it doesn't work like that. Not because you had liked me from so long means that I would just be like, okay, well, yeah, let me start up something. Nah, mm mm, it's not gonna work. I just I and I don't know for some reason when you answer guys DMs they automatically assume that you're interested. It's like, no, bitch, I'm just being nice. You know, there's always say women are so mean and they, they, they're so rude and they don't respond to you. Well, I just, just respond. I'm not looking for anything. And I will put you in a place and let you know that I'm not looking for anything. So don't try anything shitty. Because I I, I just want to be friendly. I've, I've known you. I know you from a while now, for a while now. So I just been... You know, polite, being nice. If it's not a conversation, I'm I'm gonna, you know, continue with the conversation, but don't expect much from me. Trust me, especially now. So you know I had to let him know, hey, slow your roll. I just went through something and I have no shape, way or form interested in anything that anybody has coming right now. Honestly, I just wanna be by myself and chill out. Because the men these days, no matter how nice they come, is always some bullshit. Always some bullshit. Another one messaged me, maybe about the same amount of time that I haven't spoken to, well, I won't say same amount of time. This one was a little less in years because it's like every few years he kind of pops up just so out of the blue trying to squeeze his way back in. I was like, no, no. Why Why you keep doing this? I've told you time and time again, that is not what I'm looking for. And I'm not going to condone or interact or entertain your wishes. No. You had your chance, you had whatever you could do with. You had your turn to play, you play, you like yourself, right. Find somebody else. I'm not on that anymore. I don't understand. And this is why I was saying sometime before that I, I really didn't want to give anybody from my past any more chances because I have given a few men from my past some chances and they just disappointed. Because, you see, when they come at you from how they knew you from before, they kind of expect you to be the same person in a sense. I mean, not the same, same person, but they're hoping that they could you know, just pick up from where they left off and run with it. So they have this outdated perception of you and how you work. And uh, when they start to talk to you, it's it's almost as if they expect you to just, you know, be your old self again. And even though you tell them, no, you're not like that anymore, you, you know, change and you have different stuff going on and you set your boundaries and all of that is... is they want to just 
throw it back in their face like, but you used to so and so long time. Or we used to have fun and thing long time. I don't want to do it because I've changed, nigga. I'm not the same. So stop it. Another one messaged me. Is a few of them, you know. Another one messaged me saying um something I had put up on my WhatsApp status. And I was like, he messaged me. He's like, you need some TLC? I was like, yeah, and I kind of need some TLC right now. Just, you know, some relaxation. Let somebody come and, you know, cook for me and just, you know, spend some time and just relax. Nothing sexual, nothing, nothing. And he's like, you need some cuddles too? I was like, I mean, a couple hugs and stuff would do, yeah, but nothing. Again, I, I remember I reiterated nothing sexual, nothing to say, well, you know, let me take it further. Because you know what? From the time they say cuddles. Cuddles is like a code word for sex. Because for some reason, of well, generally for some reason, but we know the reasons, right? You're in close proximity, you're cuddling, you start to feel a how you want sex. I don't want that. And at this point, I really don't want anybody touching my body. It's, it's just weird at this point in time. And I'm now starting to masturbate. Let me build up myself now. So, yeah, I was like, no, I don't really want the cuddles. He's like, why? I could come over and, you know, um, cuddle with you and give you a back massage and a foot rub and, you know, eat you out until you come and relax yourself. I was like, you see, this is this is the thing that I was saying from before. At the beginning of the conversation, I remember I was telling him nothing sexual. And he, keep in, he kept insisting. And I, I just, at some point, I just had to stop talking. I just had to stop talking because I, I just stopped responding because he wasn't, it, it like it wasn't sinking into him. And then the last one that I wanted to mention is a couple others. Huh? And the others was just more like that's awkward conversations, like conversations that started off cool and normal. Somebody just checking up on you and it just turned into something else. And it's just like, well, I don't know what to do from here. But the last one what I wanted to talk about is this guy who said, well, are you going? I never made a while. Let me come and watch you now. I think, you want to come and watch? Watch what, nigga? The wall? We want to come and watch. What? Tell me, where you want to come and watch? And again, all my conversations with these guys have started off saying, I do not want anything sexual with them i have i've said it a few times in the conversation do not want anything sexual with them i don't know like this was some kind of test from the universe to see if i was really standing by my stance when i say i don't want anybody right now this uh, the, the universe was just like testing it's like here let me see how she will handle this that and you know or this one had something going on they had something going on a long time let me see if she will get back no no I don't want. So a door has opened up for me. I finally got a job. After two years, two long, penniless, well, I shouldn't say penniless, eh, because I, I had money. I just couldn't spend it how I would have usually spent it. Because I had to conserve and save everything and just do like the basic, basic stuff. Just the, the, the necessities in order for me to survive, right? So, yes, yeah, so after two long years, I have finally gotten a job. It's back in, a, in IT. I, I, 
kind of didn't want an IT position because I've, I've gotten so, how to put it, so kind of fed up with how these people down here the street IT people, like if we are, we are the most valuable asset, I believe, but the most underrated and underpaid and underappreciated set of people because we support the business so much. If it wasn't for IT people, especially the IT support staff, which is basically all, yeah, the business won't be able to function properly. And it's to the point where when everything is going good, everything is great, nobody have any complaint. But the one time something goes wrong, IT is the worst thing that could ever happen to the people. And they don't want to blame you for everything they'll do. Calling with you, they're getting on like if you're incompetent. The one thing that goes wrong, you know, apart from the 99 things that went right, the one thing that goes wrong, we are the worst people. And it's, it's just uh, disheartening and demotivating. And it, it's to the point where you, it, you just don't want to do anything anymore for IT. And I have reached that point, especially from my last job. It's like at the point, I was the most valuable thing for them until I wasn't. Until they, they just decided, you know what? Yeah, you're good on everything, but we're going to send you so that we could pay an external company more money for your same position because we don't want to give you a raise. That's exactly what happened. They, they don't want to compensate you properly for the amount of work that you do. And even if they compensate you, they still expect you to go above and beyond. Listen to me. My working hours are my working hours. I get shit done during my working hours. I am not going above and beyond for anybody because time and time again, they have proven, anyone has proven in any situation, in any job, that they could just be easily replaced if they're fed up with you. Or they find that you're not working the way they want you to work and not the way you are getting paid. I work my wage. If I get paid this amount, I do this amount of work. And it has nothing to do with I don't want to prove myself or uh, ungratefully for the position or anything like that. It's just that you're not paying me enough to stress me out to the point where i missing out on my personal life. From the time my shift ends, I don't really have nothing about work. Nothing. I don't care. Whatever I have to do for work, I will do during the designated time. If you're paying me for overtime, I have no problem with being paid for overtime. Compensate me properly for my overtime. And don't try to break down my overtime and pick at every single minute of what I was doing. I sh it shouldn't have to be like that, especially now that the, uh, I sure a lot of companies, a lot of places, to get overtime, it have to be pre-approved. So if you pre-approve in two hours overtime for me, Pay me my friggin' two hours. It doesn't care if in those two hours I do a project and I have to wait an hour and a half for something to do or something to come up in order for me to continue and I'm not doing anything. You already pre-approved two hours. Pay me for my two hours. You understand? That's just an example. So, yeah. So, this job has the, the basic salary for someone in my position. Right? And... Uh, I'll have to work Saturdays, not every Saturday, but 
Saturday one, Saturday on, one Saturday off, that kind of thing. And they are mandatory overtime for peak season, which is coming up soon. But I mean, it's it's not the best. And like I said, it's, it's something in IT. I would have preferred something in a different field, but IT is what I know. And it's what I have the most experience in. So I know how to do the job. And I knew I could do the job. The best thing about this job is the location. I am living about 10 minutes, 15 minutes on a body, but I'm 10 minutes by driving. I don't even have to get on any highway. I don't have to, to go on no main road. I don't have to set in no traffic for hour and a half, two hours, three hours just to get to and from. No, is when I come out of the office and I get in my vehicle is ten minutes. If I speed or if I go fast if I if I go fast, I reach it home in about five minutes, to tell you the truth. That is the the one of the best things that I could have asked for in a job. I could have wished not even asked but wished for in a job to be closer to home. So I don't have a long commute. So, you know, of course, I am on time. In my previous job, I used to have to get up at sometime half past three, four o'clock in the morning just to leave here by five o'clock so that I could be beat the traffic and reach in the office on time. I used to be too early. Now I am reaching on time. You pay me between eight to four, eight to five. Bet you by 8 o'clock I will be at my desk. I'm not going to sit there for half an hour in front or nothing like that. I will take my time, get up in the morning, see about my pets, do what it is I need to do, a little meditation if needed, eat my breakfast, organize myself properly, and then leave to go to work. I'm not going to reach there hour, two hours, half an hour in front to sit down and do what? In this COVIDious time, according to my sister. What are you going to sit down in an empty office to do? And the office is cool. I try not to complain too much, eh? but the office is, I don't know what they're trying to do to the people. I, and it's gotten worse in the past couple of weeks because I think like they service the AC system or something. I don't know, but the office is freezing. I've seen people in winter jackets at the office. No lie. I've seen women with thick fuzzy socks on on their feet and their heels, people with gloves, people with fur, thick winter jackets. And I was like, what are they trying to do to people inside of here? And then, of course, you come out of the building and you're getting hot blazing sun. That could never be right. So you have to kind of tore yourself out a little bit in the lobby before you step outside or else you're going to make yourself sick. Freezing cold temperatures inside and hot fire pit outside. I was like, what the hell? No. But yeah, the, biz the biggest thing, the biggest flex about our job is, is the commute. Ten minutes away and I'm so good. Right? And uh, I'm just here to work smart and efficient, not hard. Hard isn't part of the salary. The, the salary is basic, so hard isn't part of it. If I can't get something done today, I will do it tomorrow. 
no problem. All they're not coming to stress me out. All they're not coming to make me feel... Well, I would never feel obligated to stay back any time after my working hours too. I would never. If you come and they approve overtime for me, no problem. If you come and sit to me properly for my overtime, no problem. But you're not coming to stress me out. I've made this the fourth season for this podcast. I don't really have a set structure, so when one season closes and the other opens or say, well, I'm making 12 episodes or season or nothing like that. But after my last episode, how much weeks ago, like a month ago, I haven't done one in a while. I just felt like, you know, closing that chapter. All right. So for this season, I'm going to be talking about social topics, the social topic, whatever social topic that caught my attention for the week. And I think I'll call this segment the PST, public social topic. It's basically me just pulling um, like main issues that arise and just putting my two cents in and trying to get something to, I don't want to say counteract, but you know, just of course get people thinking about certain things. The social topic this week, and I think I'll call it the, the PST, public social topic. So the pst, in other words, I'll be going pst. So the post for this week is cheating. And uh, this stems from two different genres that I was kind of fascinated yet terrified to hear. Because at first I didn't really like it because, you know, you you hear it the first time and it doesn't make sense. But when you listen to it again, something kind of shifts and clicks and it's like, that's going to explain this and you you could kind of understand the theory or whatever it is saying so yeah cheating well you know these days it seems as if when you get into a relationship it's it's expected it's almost as if it's expected that one or the other or both or more whatever you're into in a relationship or ships at some point someone will cheat on you. It's almost as if you expect the cheating to happen. So much so that people have little to no trust in their partners and are always trying to find some kind of investigation, something something going on to prove whether this person is or isn't cheating, especially for women. And I, I know women do it a lot. It's not that men doesn't do it, I know, but you see case, more cases of women doing it, like going through their phone, their partner's phone, keeping tabs on the location at all times, constantly calling to check on them, to find out where they are, things like that. So there's, there's, all of that is, is just a bit too much for me because it's not that I don't care, but at the same time, if I can't trust you enough to not do those things, then I don't want you. That is headache. So the first genre was presented to me as a song. Yes, a song. I don't know. You might have heard it. You might not have. I might be introducing you to the song now. But it was recently released by, I don't know how much people, I think it's a group. And it's called, um, the group is called DSVN. I don't know how much people in the group. I don't know who they are. I still don't really know. Do I kind of really care? But this song has been making headlines 
in different podcasts and you know different talks and talk shows for the past week or so um but i think it's an honest one i think it's an honest song when i heard it the first time i was like what the hell what kind of level of toxicity is this but when you sit down and listen to it you'll be like you know what it's just an honest song and it's a catchy song basically what the people are, are saying in the song, what they are saying is that they're in a relationship and the person caught them cheating. But they are saying that when you entered into the relationship, you know who I was. You know the kind of person I was. You know that I had people out there, well, the same people, but, you know, I had hoes out there. That's what they, they said in the song. And... Uh, they kind of made reference to how some women only want men when they are already in a relationship. I don't know if they kind of find that desirable. So that if another woman wants you, then I would want you too. So sometimes you see you get into a relationship. And all the time you was single, nobody was looking at you. Nobody was checking for you. But from the time you get into a relationship or from the time someone's taking interest in you, that person or somebody else comes to take interest in you too, right? And uh, this is what the song is saying. So you know what I, what kind of person I was? You know I had people out there and all older women or all these women, they just like men who are in relationships. And even if I get caught cheating, that doesn't mean that I don't love you. Right? That's basically what this song's saying. Now, it sounds toxic and it sounds messy, but if you listen to this song, it makes sense. It really does make sense. Um, my thing is, if you know you can't be monogamous in a relationship, you can't commit to just one person, and I'm not judging you for that, you are who you are, and you like who you like, and you have your own whatever. No problem. But if you know you can't handle monogamy, why would you enter into a relationship where the other person wants or demands monogamy from you? And then you agree to be monogamous, but you know you very well can't be monogamous. Now, there's plenty of people out there, plenty of people out there who have no problem with being in an ethical, non-monogamous relationship, right? So why not choose or go out there to look for one of those people? Why does it always have to be one-sided? And I, I find that a lot with men when it comes to these relationships. They want polyamorous relationships. They want to have more than one woman in their life. No problem. But it's just for them. They don't want women to have polyamorous relationships. So she, he must be with five different women or four different women, how much ever different women, and she must only be for him. And of course, they will come with this bullshit to about, oh, because women, they're so emotionally invested in, in the, the relationship and this, that, and the other. Now, if she gets somebody else, if she gets another man, she's going to be so emotional. But aren't you emotionally invested in the other woman? Aren't you emotionally invested in her? So why are you trying to control her narrative and her, um, her mind and her whatever it is, her, her freedom, and you could do whatever you want, but she can't. Bullshit. 
I will not take that as a reason. But yeah. yeah. Once you once you know that kind of lifestyle is for you, just be honest. Just be honest. And seek out those who want the same things that you want. That's all. The next genre came from a scientific theory. Now, BBC One, which I think is British Broadcasting and Communications, I believe. I think they used to be BBN, British Broadcasting Network, something like that. Not too sure. But yeah, BBC One posted a, a video, a short video, which scientifically explains, or so they said, why humans cheat on their significant others. Now, um, if you have me as a friend on Facebook, you can go to my page and look for the video. It's it's interesting. Um, but it's just, it's, how to put it? It's, it's just like the other one where, you know, it's it's fascinating, but yet kind of terrifying because it's, it's almost as if you expect people to cheat in that sense. I mean, at this point, it, it it's, it's basically expected, but say what? So, yeah, so they said the reason is for the continuation of the human species. Yes, people. They said people cheat because of the continuation of human species. So they're just basically rationalizing it. But here's how. Let's face it. A number of people these days are opting to not have children or limited or to have limited number of children, right? There are some people who put in it off for a whole set of reasons, just different reasons like money, you know, illnesses, careers, relationship issues. You know, those are just the common stuff, right? So this in turn poses as a, a threat to the human population. And no government wants to see less citizens. Because if you have less citizens, that means you have less taxes, less people to tax. So the government has less taxes to come in and less people to maintain the economy, right? And uh, we all kind of know someone, not to say it's bad or anything, but we all know someone where there's a cousin, a neighbor, a friend who was conceived through the act of cheating. And it was conceived or has conceived and brought forward a child because of the result of cheating, whether they cheated on their partner or someone else cheated on their partner with them. Things has happened. There are so many people who have been together for years, is another reason, and they have never had children. But the minute that they cheat, baby arrives. And that's just because, you know, sometimes some people's body compositions are not just compatible with their partners. Sometimes the female body does not accept their partner's sperm based on the pH or whatnot, and it actually destroys, sees the sperm as germs or virus or something, bad bacterial or whatever, and the immune system kicks in and actually kills the sperm before it can actually impregnate the egg and all of that. Or if it impregnates the egg, it's going to kill the egg, basically. Right? Or, you know, some people just... um some women, their bodies can't carry a child, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. And the husband or the male partner might go out of the relationship and make a child with someone else. These things happen. It's not new. It's not old. It just happens. And uh, 
we all know long time at least if it's not in your family or you haven't learned about it yet i think it's in everybody's family at this point in time them old people long time or something else let me tell you you always have somebody who went out of the relationship and made sure with somebody always has some cousin who you hear about but you never see or somebody have a brother or uncle somewhere that you know especially in my family we have counted my great-grandfather we sat down a time and counted 21 children this man made 21 children that we know of you hear what i say 21 children that we know of we, we don't know how many others outside my grandfather was the same thing he had eight children with my grandmother and we know about one in between on on uh, well let me put it like this my mother is the first and she came after she's not my grandmother's child and then there's two boys or three boys i think again with another person again somewhere else so yeah we always have somebody uh, or if it's not your family you know somebody who has a family structure like that you know that so it just goes to show you that cheating has been around since people are people basically and i remember a time in one of my classes the lecturer gave us an assignment a blood project to do a family tree so you have to go and ask your parents, grandparents, whoever, you know, just the lineage, just trace it. And she doesn't want something too um too heavy or too precise or anything. She just wanted to see how much people could trace their family back to and how far they could go back. It's not something that you had to go back from when you first came off the ship, but at the same time. You know, they just want to show you how far back he could go. And she was, she gave us a little warning at the beginning because in the class that she had before, she gave that assignment and one woman was in tears, shambles. She was going crazy because she found out that her husband of 20 years was actually her cousin. I mean, I'm talking about distant cousin we're talking about mother brother child kind of cousin first cousin right and she didn't know what to do because she was just she was going crazy she here's a woman who has been married for 20 years have i think she's had three teenage children is in love with her husband has been with her husband for over 30 years only to find out that her husband is her cousin, her close cousin, her first cousin. And it's, it's whew. I think it went something like, apparently Auntie Patsy had a fling with Uncle Roy, who was married to Aunt May, and they, they made him, and they had it hush-hush. So he went, when, when child born, he went by some other family, somewhere on the other side of Trinidad to grow up and live. And she met him, I think, through school or something like that. And yeah, it's only when she had this um, project to do 
and she went and asked questions is when she, you know, found out the truth about it. Had to pause and, and ball up at my dog for she to shut up because I call her Miss Barks a lot. She barks at everything. She would bark at a leaf falling off the tree. She barks if the breeze blows too hard and she just makes a lot of noise because her voice is loud and piercing. Right, so yeah. So they had him shipped away to some other part and she met him through school and she liked him, fell in love with him. You know, they caught it for however long and... You know, they just kind of hit it off, decided to get married, have children, start a family, do the, the full thing. And they had no problems until she found out that he was her cousin. So needless to say, some people would not have been here. They would not have been alive. We would not have known them if it wasn't for cheating. But you know what's the worst? You know what's the worst thing about that situation? The worst thing is the people who knew, the people who knew about it, said nothing. They never said anything to this woman. They watched this woman have a relationship with this man. They watched her get married to this man. They watched her make children for this man, and they said absolutely nothing that was so that was so conniving and devious and just ugh, ungodly of them i mean even though they may not have known what he looked like at least at some point in time they could have said you know so and so had a child by so and so and you know they they sent him off to so and so to live or whatever and so you just have to be careful i mean at this point in time Everybody related to somebody somehow, eh? But this, this was just, ugh. I, if I was her, I don't know how to feel. She was starting to divorce him, the lecturer said, but she advised her not to because at this point, you're married for 20 years. What are you going to divorce your man for? You love the man. You have children with him. There's nothing wrong with you physically or anything. Nothing wrong with him physically or anything. That's the love of your life. Stay with the man. But I would suggest for them, is what the lecturer suggests as well, is so that they could go to counseling and try to get over it and get past it because leaving him now ain't really making sense. As the saying goes, cousin and cousin make dozen. <laughs> but still, still, that's what, but still, what to leave in for? To do what? To prove what? Because they found out that he's a cousin. Why? You didn't know and you were happy. Now that you know, you want to make it an issue. I don't know what she did. I would have liked to find out what she did eventually. I don't think she would have left, though. But yeah. That's the whole story for cheating for today. Well, at least this week. At least until the next episode. So the two things that you could think about is uh, that song. Give it a listen to. If you haven't heard it yet go and look for them dsv dsvn if i get caught take any lyrics just sit down and listen to it for a couple of times and think about it it really is an honest song and they really make some valid points i mean it's still toxic not saying that it's not toxic but it's honest and at least he's putting things out there it honestly a point let me stop saying it's honest because it's not completely honest because like i said if you know that you can handle that 
type of relationship, a monogamous type of relationship, don't get into one with someone who's demanding that. And then end up breaking their heart afterwards. Right? And then the other one with cheating as a form of the continuation of the human race, the human species, not race, the species. Then, yeah, if you think about it, yeah. Because like I said, we all know someone who was... uh, who was conceived from the form of, well, I shouldn't say from the form of, we all know someone who was conceived because of cheating or have conceived a child because of cheating in some way or shape or form. We have heard at least one story in our lifetime, I'm sure it's probably many, many more, just small island of Trinidad and Tobago. But it is what it is at this point in time. But just look into non-monogamous relationships. If that's if that's your thing, just look into it. Just give it a chance because there you would be surprised the amount of people in Trinidad who are on non-monogamous relationships. Like I visited my uncle over the weekend, and he was telling us that the well, as we were sitting on the porch talking, we were talking and taking any breeze, a car came in, turned in front of him, and because he lived in a little cul-de-sac, turned and went back to the, the house at the end and he was telling us how the house on the end is a woman and a husband her husband but apparently her husband had left um somewhere in america he is in you know one of those migrate to the u.s or the canada and pick apples or working on the farm or them, or them kind of thing pick fruits or whatever so yes he had gotten through with that program and every few months he goes to america wherever it is and he picks fruits and when he's not there the wife here has another man coming the thing is <laughs> at first it was an issue but now it's not an issue you know why because the man have money and it's a one-legged man too, you know, but the man have money. He has some big job one somewhere. And he's actually helping to support her while the husband is away. So he have no problem with that. And I'm sure when he's away, he have any little something, something on his side as well. So when the husband came back and found out about it, it was a big uproar and whatever and whatever. And he just kind of humbled himself eventually. And so now he and the outside man is good friends. When he's back in Trinidad, the man comes online with him as normal. And I was like, yeah, they have a nice setup. <laughs> they have a nice setup. But I mean, they're all benefiting from it somehow. He's benefiting from it while well, the outside guy is benefiting from it because he's getting somebody to be with. He has one leg and sometimes not every, there's not a lot of people who are accepting, even though it's something normal, I should say, people with missing limbs. There are a lot of people who are not accepting of, of that from a partner, I think, in this day and age, right? And so he's getting someone to, you know, play with. She's getting someone to help her financially while her husband is not there. And the husband is, at least he knows how to, how, what do you learn from it? At least he don't have to send as much money for the wife, I don't know. Or there's still any process of building a house that's still, you know, not completely finished. You're seeing some exposed bricks and whatnot. So 
he probably glad that the man dare to give them to give her money so that she could work on the house, continue to work and finish the house. I don't know, but so, it, it it wouldn't be working if if nobody was benefiting from it, or if one or two people felt benefiting from it. So that's a, a little I wouldn't say love triangle, but everybody getting their own thing, right? Now I'm not condoning cheating, eh? No way, shape, or form. I am always going to stand by people being honest and loyal and have integrity in any relationship, whether it's monogamous or non-monogamous relationships. Cheating is not something that I am condoning, and it's not something that I'm going to tell you to go out there and do so that you can make a child to continue the human population. No. It's just something for you to think about, and uh, kind of understand everything from all different points of views, all different perspectives. So at least you, if it happens to you, you know how to move, basically. Whether you want to stay with a partner, whether you want to say, hey, listen, since you, if, since you can't stop cheating, or since you did cheat, let me open up this relationship. Have an open relationship, Right? Did basically it have that conversation? Just have it. As I say, you should always have those conversations before, at the beginning of the relationship, so you can know what you want or what you're getting into. Be honest with yourself and be honest with your partner. Come on. All right, peeps. Catch me in the next episode.